Welcome to the Brookwood Church Ministries podcast. In the next six weeks, we're going to talk about the mystery of marriage. And as we break down the scriptures, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, and the roles for wives in marriage and husbands in marriage. Yeah, so let's join the care pastors from Brookwood Church as they discuss the mystery of marriage. Welcome to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church, and um, we are excited where you are with us because we have a special guest with us, and uh, I'm Gene Bentner, the Care Ministries pastor, and I'm here with Doug Wildman and Joshua J. Masters, the associate care pastors, and as always, Katie is at the helm. Say hey, Katie. All right. But none of us are the special guests. No, we are not the special guests. Special guest with us that we announced last week is David Hardy, who is our executive pastor. So Welcome thank here. you for being with us. Great sir. to be here. Great yes. to be with you guys. Thank you for agreeing to um, kind of help us out as we go through um, our series on marriage. And yes, reluctantly agreeing. <laughs> he has not been forced. Let's just make sure we uh, asked. He said yes. So we are thankful. We're going to make this the best podcast ever, aren't we? Yes. And no pressure, but your wife is listening. Mm. Yes, that is true. Yes, so, no problem. Um, so we've been looking at Ephesians five, twenty-one through thirty-three, and we're looking at how God has framed marriage and the expectations of both husband and wife. And so, what we want to do is we would like your perspective, David, as a married man of how many years? <laughs> Oh. 29. Well, <laughs> almost 29. 29 in June. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So you have uh, you have three decades of experience. Wow. That's pretty Barely. impressive. Yeah. So we picked the right person to come in here. So as you look at Ephesians and as you look at, at the, the uh, verses that we've talked about and you look at the husband's perspective or the husband's expectation from God – what what stands out to you? What what impacts you the most? I I believe the phrase uh, that that stands out the most that that continues to ring in my mind when I when I think about that passage is uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. So over the years, as I've I've read that or as I've um, discussed that with couples or discuss that with Amy, uh, you know, that the idea of how did Christ love the church keeps keeps coming back. What, what does that look like? But just as you asked me that question uh, or preparing for this podcast, the sense that, you know, if I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church, Christ uh, did everything he did for the purpose of bringing me into relationship with him. And so not only did he do everything he did for my best interest, but also for our relationship's best interest. The relationship was was the reason that he came, the reason that he died. And so um, it just strikes me that my role, obviously, is to love my wife and put her needs first. But, but really, if I'm going to love her like Christ loved the church, it's to put our relationship first, do all I can to to foster and uh, feed and improve 
the relationship. And how have you tried to do that in your own marriage? I've miserably failed. Uh, <laughs> You're in good company. Yeah, I was going to say, you come to the right group. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, my wife has done really the best job of uh, helping to uh, put each other's needs first, put my needs first to, to feed the relationship, improve the relationship. Uh, but I think that's first is just the mindset of um, uh, we belong to God, that she belongs to God, that I belong to God, that we trust Him first for our sufficiency, for our, uh, uh, for our well-being, for, you know, I don't look to her first to give me to give me a sense of well-being or that somebody loves me. I look to God first for that, and, and we both agree that's where we go first, uh, is looking to Him first for our sufficiency. Um, uh, but then also just seeking to put each other's needs first. And as I said, she does that much better than I do. <laughs> I'm more oblivious. Uh, uh, she's more noticing how to put my needs first. And I think what you said is is huge. You said that you both agreed that you're going to look to the Lord first mm-hmm. for your well-being. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times when I'm working with folks, and it's happened in with me as well, is I look to my wife before I look to God. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible because she wasn't designed to... Uh, fulfill that need. Christ was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that changes the whole dynamic. I think if you look at, at you know, trying to have a, a, a marriage that is successful, um, doesn't mean we won't have ups and downs, but, you know, if what you just said, that that's huge that you and Amy came to that. Did you guys come to that realization before you got married? Do you think you were already on that place, or you think it happened as you journeyed together? Well, it... Uh... I don't think we fully realized uh, what that meant when we first got married, but that was the even before we got married is uh, seeking to uh, put God first. Before we got married, we we did a Bible study on prayer together. That the the focus of our marriage is going to be God first. Now we haven't, I haven't always lived that great, but uh, and the realization of what that means has grown. But but yes, I I. God blessed me with somebody who agreed that uh, we look to God first. And that's a great point that you brought up, Gene, because in our last podcast series, The Journey of Healing, the very first episode we said, in order to heal and pursue a healing relationship with Christ, you first have to realize that you're not God. But you could add on to that, neither is your spouse and neither is anyone else. You're not going to be able to find the validation and healing that you need from your spouse or from anybody else. So David, we talk about here at Brookwood Church a lot about pursuing an ongoing relationship with Christ, and we're all doing that to the best of our ability. So in your experience, how has your recent pursuit of Christ over the last few years changed your perspective of marriage or your wife or how you look at that? You know, as I said, we, we began our marriage um, both seeking to grow our relationship with Jesus. Um, we've had ebbs and flows on how we do that together, but I think something that's happened uh, 
um, uh, in both of us, say, in, in recent years, is as Jesus has changed my perspective on what happens around me, um, my reactions to problems has has changed or has has shifted. Um, you know, even though we're both seeking Christ in our marriage, many times when issues come up or problems come up, you know, the the reaction would be, uh, why is this happening to us or why is this happening to me or why are you doing this to me? Uh, whereas our tendency has moved toward um, what's God doing in this situation? We still get frustrated. There's still times of uh, issues and challenges, but our shift has been, well, what's God doing? Or what does God want me to know in this situation? Which turns, which turns our focus off of each other. What, you know, how are you the reason for the problem? To what, what's God doing here? Let's figure that out together. So it immediately uh, shifts the focus to what's God working out, and just helps us to see Him as as really the the guiding force in in uh, in uh, uh, leading us through the issue instead of us trying to make the other person solve the issue. If you were to give advice to someone who is just starting out, um, what knowing what you know now, what would you say to someone? The the man specifically to the man, yeah, specifically to to guys. I guess there's a lot I would say, but uh, some key advice would I, I I would just see how do you for yourself and your spouse, but mainly for yourself, figure out what does it look like to put Jesus first, to, to, to see yourself and your relationship with your spouse as under his authority. So how do I live Jesus first? So when issues come up, when challenges come up, what is God doing here? What is Jesus saying here? But also seeing my spouse as she belongs to God, God first, uh, not to me first. Uh, so, so Jesus first being the authority, and then you know just getting the order right. Then my spouse comes before myself. That that I that I view that. Um, uh, look for opportunities to pray together. Um, have a time each day to talk. Uh, state your preference with a willingness to compromise. That's a phrase Amy mm-hmm. and I remind each other often because uh, we you know. We can get in that uh, conversation that says, what do you want? Or what do you think's best? Or what do you want to do? Or, but state your preference with a willingness to compromise. So those are a few um, phrases of advice I would mm-hmm. I would give. Yeah, I like that because that's – you're not denying that you have opinions or that you have desires. But you're not – you're not setting it in stone. You're not saying it has to be this way. So to kind of follow up on Doug's question, how would you help somebody who, and these answers may all seem the same, but I think it's worth repeating, what would be your advice to someone who, again, a man that comes to you and says, you know, the Bible says I'm the head of the household. It says that, you know. He tells the wife that. The husband's the head of the household, but he didn't tell the man that. <laughs> or they have that. If they don't say that word, they they have that mentality. Right. You know. Yeah, that's what I would tell him. <laughs> well, that's the end of that one. I um, would tell him he told yeah. the wife that. 
Yeah. That wasn't written to you. <laughs> if there's if there is already conflict in the marriage, and you know, maybe it's not at the point of divorce, but how would you how would you help the man if there's conflict between he and the wife? You know, the old adage of there's a two-headed monster in the house or, you know, they they can't get to that place of agreement and they're they're really far apart. You know, he feels uh, disrespected, and maybe she doesn't feel loved, and so there's some tension there. For the for the man out there, what? How would you help him, based on your experiences, start that path back to what Ephesians five mm-hmm. looks like? Mm-hmm. Right. So you're you're saying like, if I'm if I'm sensing a responsibility to lead my household, and my wife and I are disagreeing over a decision or or whatever how do i handle that what do i do and i would i would start with as ephesians 5 starts with uh i think it's verse 21 submit to one another out of reverence for christ so uh, as i'm dealing with the situation yes i'm a leader but i need to be a leader first in submitting to christ god what do you want in this situation so if I'm dealing with another man, I would say, have you asked God yet? What does he want to see happen? Have you asked your wife to ask God what she is hearing from him? Uh, and, and sometimes it's difficult to, to discern. I recognize that. What, what is God putting in my mind? But, but we can still ask. Uh, so have, have you and your wife asked God, God, what's the step you're leading us to take? And then the second is how... How are you submitting to one another? How are you giving preference to one another in the situation? Because uh, it's not just because you're the leader doesn't necessarily mean you get your way. You lead in submitting to one another first. You lead in asking God first. Uh, so that's that's the uh, the first step. I think is have you have you asked God and asked your wife to ask God, and how are you submitting? To her needs, uh, and if you do that, you're probably going to work through it. I, you know, that's that's the key, right there. Are you seeking God together? And even if one of you, if I can just get one member of the couple to submit to God and to submit to the other, then I think we can save a marriage. Right? Why do you think that? Well, I watched it in my parents. You know, without divulging too much about uh, my parents, but I saw my dad resolve to seek God and put my mom first, regardless of how she treated him. Uh, So even if she didn't keep up her bargain of submitting to her husband, that didn't matter to him. He loved his wife as Christ loved the church. So I saw that marriage, you know, continue until my mom died, uh, that he sought God and put her first, and that that kept them together in a marriage. So we as men, if if we are feeling that calling to be the head of the household, the spiritual head of the household, as Ephesians talks about, and again, this week we're talking to men, so we're going to direct it to the men part, and we're to submit to our wife out of reverence for Christ and love her like the Christ loved the church— then we have to first evaluate ourselves and ask God to evaluate 
our hearts. Because if there is conflict, then us evaluating our motives and us evaluating if our decision-making is God-honoring is going to change the nature of the conflict, even if it's only one person changing. And I think a lot of times when you start to do that, um, other issues pop up that have nothing to do with your spouse. Um, It may bring up those, you know, how you really feel about yourself, how you feel about God. Do you really trust God? You know, do you really trust him being able to work in your life? Um, Because like what you're saying, Josh, like the initial response or reaction that a lot of men have is, well, it's not me, it's her. So it's exactly the opposite of what you're saying. They come in to, you know, to counseling or for help, and it's, well, my wife does this or doesn't do that, you know, fix her. And women do the same thing with men, but like you said, we're just talking about men today. So, you know, as a kind of piece together, what the two of you have said is that, you know, if you're a guy listening to this podcast and you don't like where your marriage is, there's some really good helpful tips to get started, which is start with your relationship with God, yes. you know? Yeah. And like what you said, David, when you before you and Amy even got married, there was an agreement and you were already down a path where you were saying, okay, God is going to be the first place I go to for my well-being because what can end up happening is – and again, we talked about this during the, the journey of healing – is that codependency can start to, to develop where the husband is looking for the wife – you know, the old Jerry Maguire movie, you know, to complete him. And that's not her role. So therefore, now you have a a burden on her and she can't be who she is in Christ because she's trying to make the, the man feel good about himself. And on the flip side, the man, if the woman is so dependent upon him in the same way, then he can't really hear from God because now he's always trying to make sure that that his wife is is okay, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so it really if if I'm summarizing this and again everybody feel free to jump in it, you know, it it sounds like it goes back to identity. You know, is your identity rooted in Christ? Is your identity rooted in your relationship with God to where as a man you can you can lead your household out of the overflow of how God is working in and through you as opposed to waiting for your wife to do something or get in line or your kids to do something and get in line and and there's all this waiting instead of going, okay, I need to go to the one who made me. So in that case, then leading, being a spiritual leader becomes not about power at all but a greater level of submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to be a spiritual leader, you need to be in a place of greater submission than you're asking anyone else to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I realize that uh, even though 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says love doesn't demand its own way. So loving is not about saying I know what's best and you do what I tell you. But I realize there there may be times where if, if we're both seeking God, my wife may have a – she may hear something different from God than I do. You know, we may still have a difference of opinion. There may still be conflict. Um, I, as a man, may 
still say, this is, this is where I sense God is leading us. Um, but, but if I do that in a spirit of submission and preference to my wife, um, I think that's going to be received <laughs> much better if, if she knows we're seeking God together on this than just if I'm saying this is what I think's best and I'm demanding I'm the leader, this is how it should be. I don't think that's the biblical model. We had talked last week as well about a man's role of not being passive. Um, and what I find in counseling with with guys is that a lot of the time they are sitting back kind of saying, I don't want to make waves. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of, of upsetting the apple cart. And so they're living kind of in fear of their wife's reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes spiritual leadership, I think, means telling the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that means sometimes just having the courage to enter into the fray mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I think what you're saying is is right on. I, I you know, I, I grew up with that fear of... What's the reaction going to be uh, from my mom if I say anything? And so that's you know that's been a struggle for me to uh, to speak up and and address an issue or bring up an issue. Um, but I think that's absolutely right that we seek to speak the truth um, in a spirit of love, or speak the truth with a motivation of what's best for the relationship and what's going to take us. Um, forward in a submission to God but that's 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 been a you know that's been a challenge for me to just like you're saying you know uh, I want to I'd rather avoid the, <laughs> the conflict than speak up and and press through the conflict which often leads to a greater relationship exactly and I think wouldn't you guys agree that seems to be a a fairly common theme with guys you know um, having Knowing that, you know, perhaps when I speak the truth in love, it may not always be um, accepted right off the top, but God may be calling us to do that from time to time. Well, and just like David's saying, it's, a, it's within the context of the relationship. So, you know, God will say things to us that will upset our apple cart, so to speak. You know, we can probably all go around this circle and talk about, you know, God brought things to our attention that at the time we didn't like, but we're in, inevitably we're for our good, and we ended up having a closer walk with God because of it. And I think it's the same thing with, with marriage. And again, I think it goes back to this identity in Christ. So if, if my identity is, is wrapped up in my spouse, then I'm going to have a harder time hearing something from my spouse that's going to, you know, upset me. And then it feels like it's an attack. You know, like in the case of some of these guys that are passive, they're so wrapped up in their relationship with their wife that they're afraid that the wife's response, it's going to be devastating to them. And I'm not saying that having these discussions are easy, but going first to the Lord and then going to somebody else gives you the opportunity to speak the truth in love because then it's not just about what you think and what you feel. It's more like, hey, I feel like the Lord is leading me toward this. 
can we have this conversation? And if and if we can't have it together, can we bring a third party in, you know, a pastor, a counselor, somebody, a mentor, someone that can help help us with, you know, maybe this divide that we're having or this conflict that we're having. So David, in in closing, if somebody was listening to this podcast, there's a guy that's listening to this or a wife who's listening to this who would like her husband to listen to it. Is there any parting advice that you would have just in general for husbands? Well, I would say, um, you know, uh, uh, I think a challenge for our marriage early was uh, unspoken expectations. Hmm. Um, You know, expecting reactions and behavior from her that... uh, or understanding from her that I hadn't, I'd never vocalized, and and vice versa. So I, I would say, b- being open with, um, you know, what you you feel marriage is to look like. If you have expectations, even if they're unrealistic, let's get them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second is, let's ask God for His direction on those, even if we are uncertain that we know how to hear God. Go ahead and ask him, and if you can ask him together, even better. Uh, men, your wife will love it if you are leading her uh, to ask God or to pray together. She'll love that. Um, and then I would say carve out some time every day to just talk. Um, uh, when we, uh, you know, I'd say early in our marriage I, I was wrapped up in uh, – you know, I'm working for the church. I come home late. You should understand. I don't have time to talk when I get home. You know, I need to eat and and veg out and go to bed. That wasn't helpful for the relationship at all, obviously. Um, but I remember a time years ago we we got a dog, and uh, each day when I would get home, we began walking the dog. That gave us uninter- uninterrupted time to just talk, walking around the block. And uh, that was so valuable to our relationship. So find some way um, to get home on time and and just talk with your wife, Just even if it's just 15 minutes, some uninterrupted time just to talk. How was your day? Um, so that's uh, little tidbits. That's great advice. Yeah, thank you. And, and the best tidbit would be, Get advice from my wife rather than from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best part of the whole podcast right there. Cool. Well, thank you for carving out some of your time today to spend with us. Would you would you pray for our men that are listening to this? Or Yeah, that'd be great. Father, thank you that we can call you Daddy and know that you love us and uh, you are... Um, you are able to work and are working toward what's best for for us, for our relationships. And Lord, I just pray that you'll guide us to trust you uh, for the men that are listening and for me. Lord, just guide me to trust you, to trust that, uh, that you know what's best. Guide me to ask you uh, for what's best in my marriage with my wife. And Lord, help me to involve her in that. And Lord, we thank you for just how you guide. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you give a model in Jesus on on how to love. 
And so, Lord, uh, we pray that you would just move in our minds and move in our marriages, move in our lives uh, to allow you to be trusted. And we thank you for how you work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more information on today's topic, or if you need support, call 864-688-8355 or visit our website at www.brookwoodchurch.org care.